Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? Uh, just a drink. A martini, shaken not. Welcome to Shaken Not Nerd, episode 8, Best Sequels Week. We're going to kick things off with your one, your only host, Ian the Huge Johnson, and some other bloke that nobody really cares about, but has tagged <laughs> along anyway. <laughs> no one ever cares about. What does everyone care about? The second man, number two. <laughs> number two. I am Duty, the host, the better, the better looking one. Alright, cough. Got better teeth. My underwear tends to differ. <laughs> my un- un- yeah, my underwear says, and I quote, <laughs> Chicks dig me. You've got a button-up fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get your pants Just in case. Me. If you need to get your zip or pants undone in a second, just... <laughs> I... Uh... I can't, like, if you thought it was confusing to take a guy's pants off before... <laughs> rip it and rip it. <laughs> Next thing you know, you'll have a belt made out of a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Well, the clitoris. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yes. Anyways, I'm Duty, also known as Duty Dutrum El Duterino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Throw a fucking big Lebowski quote at you. What's news, Ian? What's, what's going on with you? Um... And that's that just actually, about. That was yeah. actually my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot this week in terms of myself, my personal life, and me, myself, and I. What about Marley and me? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to talk about it. I'm still a little choked up. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. I know the dog dies. I'm not going to watch it. Exactly. We know how the thing went for me. You got some abusive text messages. Yeah. I don't recommend watching it if you have feelings or emotions. Okay. But if you're a robot, feel free. Uh, news for me, nothing. Jimmy helped a mate move house today, and that sucked, because it was just so long. How long did it take you? Uh, I started at 7.30, I got home at 5. That's a full-time job. That's yeah. more than a full-time job. Yeah. It was It was cool, like, his new place was cool and Look stuff like that. Look at you, gay, you're like a real adult. Yeah, my pecs are coming out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with yeah. you, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's yeah. go on. Yeah, let's brag about our pecs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Moobs for you. Wow. And you're back to being a cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, let's go on to this week's news. Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award winning anchor, Ron Burgundy. Today's top story. Last week's podcast was too low, so now we're speaking right into the microphone and burst your eardrums. Because fuck you, that's why. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, we apologise for last week's episode. Someone did the editing and they haven't done it before. <coughs> it was a technical issue. Technical. Thought we agreed that was the story we were going with. Way That's to it. call me out. So our uh, first piece of news, Ellen DeGeneres can't work technology. That was a known fact. <laughs> <laughs> I warned you. You did. Anyway, so our first bit of news is, is we had this last week, uh, right after we finished recording... Uh, we had a first look at J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon for Zack Snyder Batman Day for the Justice League. What did you... It's it's not really a... It barely showed shot. anything that photo. All it showed was a fucking light. <laughs> it is the new background for my phone. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it's a nice... It's a good shot. Beautiful cinematography. Yeah. Anything else, not so much. Yeah, he's got a bit of the traditional look. The trench coat, the moustache. All Jim Gordon's have moustaches. What? 
And with Batman Day, I noticed that um, Zack Snyder tweeted that same photo out as well. So clearly that uh, PR department are doing well in... Zack Snyder tweeted the photo, then it went everywhere else. Oh, well, edit this. (laughs) No, keep it there. No, no, keep it there. Uh, as well as other news, possible Doctor Strange to appear in Thor 3. Did you read over my news when I gave it to you the other day, or are you seeing this fre- hearing this fresh for the first time? Somewhat. Somewhat. Okay. Uh, when the director... I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. No, go uh, on. <laughs> You're going to make me come across as an idiot. You're going to be just as fucking dumb. Taika <laughs> Wahiti? I don't know how to say it. You racist motherfucker. Get He was asked in relation to... Uh, it was it was asked what uh, what's going on with Thor holding up Doctor Strange's business card, and his response was, "End quote. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure if I don't know. Actually, I can't comment on it. I may just my, might have been something for the fans." An actual quote of, "I don't know. I'm not sure if I don't actually know." It sounds a lot like he's just going, "I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything because I don't want to lose my job." Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love how you quoted that with all the um, ahs and everything. Yeah, I actually, I actually quoted it and bold it so I can read it without my glasses. Uh, we also... Because uh, you're interview... blind, deaf, and dumb. And bald. <laughs> <laughs> blind, deaf, dumb, and bald. Uh, the full all... package ladies line up. Oh, I'm the next Bruce Willis. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was also asked if we'll see Doctor Strange in the movie, and his quote is, yet again, might be something <laughs> like that. Might be a little tease, or maybe a tease just for people who want to zoom in on that photo. Into that photo. Zoom into that photo. That's a quote. My God. My God. (laughs) (laughs) Balls. (laughs) Uh, Other news. Spawn creator Todd McFarlane confirms new movie on the way. You do remember the old 1990s Spawn film? Yeah. um, I believe it won at least three Oscars... Uh, best actors, uh, best cinematographer. No, it was a piece of shit. Let's be honest. No, it was. It was. It, no, it was a piece of shit. Yeah. It, yeah. It, they didn't. They have like a. Car... I can still smell it. Didn't they have like a car chase scene where they just like they filmed it and then when they put it on in film they just put the speed up. They used. To, yeah, they did that for Blade. They did, I think they did it for uh, really for Spawn Ooh, as well. Which is such a bad movie. Spawn, I think, could be done right, so I have my hopes up, and particularly in this day and age where we have so much better CGI and everything than... And better superhero films. The puppets, yeah, exactly, than the puppets and crap that were in that film. Mm-hmm. That CG fire of hellfire, and it's just literally, yeah. like, you can see the green around people. Yeah. My I mean, if you watch that movie now, it's about the same quality as a really terrible Marvel TV show that got cancelled, so... Are there any Marvel TV shows that's been cancelled so far? No, but there are some that should. <laughs> Don't hate me, guys. Yeah, Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah. I Season wa- one, it's about the same quality. I sort of way. want to watch it for Ghost Rider now, but I sort of can't be asked catching up on. Yeah, be my guest. Be my guest. Made from real gorilla chest. Wow. <laughs> you should. Yeah, no. Um, rumour that the standalone Batman film won't be entirely set in Arkham so there was a rumour that the, the film will be entirely set within yep. the confines of Arkham uh, and now the rumour is apparently it won't be entirely set in Arkham it's a rumour I'm not surprised that the rumour started I can almost guarantee to you that that rumour started from a whole bunch of Arkham Asylum fucking fanboys it's a good game yeah it's a very good game but would that translate into film? Probably not. 
I would like to see Arkham more in movies. I would too. I completely agree. The, I think it's it was fucking. I think it had a mention, and that was about it in the Nolan trilogy. Uh, no, no, in the Nolan trilogy, it was in it was in Batman Begins because they're pump they're pumping um, Kane's fear toxin into the water mains, which is at the basement of Arkham Asylum. Because he was his it brain the, works uh, at Arkham Asylum. Yeah, it didn't really show much then. No, it was just sort of like a, a grey, like office building, like an apartment blocky sort of. Yeah, thing. it barely. But showed they showed it. it in Suicide Squad for like uh, Marley uh, Marley Quinn. Harley Quinn's flashback scene, and it showed Arkham, and it's got the traditional sort of look to it. I think it can be done right. I think it can be done right and and well. It's just a matter of... It's just a matter of time. Yeah, that too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Did you know, Ian? Because we we watched 80% of this film recently, but 100% of the film when it came out at the movies. The uh, Captain America Civil War, every shot of the Black Panther is CGI. Every shot. Doesn't surprise me if you actually rewatch it. You can almost tell that every shot is CGI. Really? Yeah. I if you rewatch it and pay attention, the movements and everything are very, not very, yeah, human. Really? Yeah. You can tell from the way that it moves and everything that it's it's not a man in a suit. So yeah, I I, I didn't pick up that that suit was CGI. I actually thought it was maybe like uh, like touched up with CG, but not necessarily all CG like Spider-Man is CG yeah you can tell the same because when Spider-Man takes his mask off you can tell that it's a real suit yeah as opposed to any other time when it is CG you can tell that huge difference and you apply that to uh, Black Panther and you can definitely tell that it's CG Mm. Mm. pay more attention to it rewatch it when you know HD Blu-ray beautiful goodness and you can you can tell the difference. What movie was... Oh, it was Spider-Man when you watch the original Spider-Man films on Blu-ray. You can see all the little flaws and stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. you can see through um, through the eye, you yellow can see through eye the sockets. Eyes of, uh, of the Green Goblin and the yeah. mouth. The mouth, yeah. You can see his mouth moving behind the mesh. Looks That's fucking right. horrid. Mm, I can't remember any goose of Spider-Man 2. Yeah, but even if you watch the Blu-ray version of um, Star Wars and New Hope, the original Star Wars... You can see their eyes. Yeah, you can comments. see... You can see through Darth Vader's eyes. You could always see through his eyes. Could you? Yeah. 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 Little known fact, man. Um, gaming news. Bit of gaming news. More excitement for me and you, because what would you say, like, the game that we both love on our Xbox is? That, uh, that we're both nuts for? Nothing comes to mind. Gears of War? Would yeah, you be talking about Gears yeah, of War? Yeah, I would be talking about <laughs> fucking... Uh, Gears of War 4 has gone gold, which essentially means it's done, it's being printed on discs, and it's being shipped out. So, good news. We'll get to play it soon we'll provide a review for it for those of you who are excited for a review of it if not well then you can, we'll just bad luck you'll just have to listen anyway <laughs> yeah and uh, that's all so far for this week's news that i can is there anything else you want to add i have a whole page of news thank you very much oh Digimon. wow he's not this, all about you this <laughs> week i've actually come prepared oh, wow I wow took, took one day off work and he's <laughs> so done something so selfish <laughs> um Yes, well, since our latest podcast, there has been an occurrence in the world, and that would be... There has been an awakening. There has been an awakening. (laughs) (laughs) The 68th Annual Primetime Emmy Awards presented by the one, the only, Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I don't mind him. He's all right. He's not Jimmy Fallon. He's better than Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon just has better skits. Mm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Go on. <laughs> um, 
Um, so just a quick wrap up of the main kind of things that I grabbed from that. Game of Thrones took a few. Um, in terms of cinematography, Fargo beat out Sherlock, Luther, and OJ. OJ also, I believe, took a few. Um, OJ's taken a few. OJ's taken a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, a lot of people are talking about. I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, Rami Malek. No, you got it wrong. All right. Bad luck. Yeah, bad luck. All right. For Mr. Robot. Yeah. I... A lot of people are talking about that. He got that wrong. I texted Mr. Robot. <laughs> Mr. Robot. <laughs> Sarah Paulson from, you would know from American Horror Story. She took one for OJ Simpson. Yeah, she, <laughs> she took it. She took it for him. Yeah. yeah. And Key and Peel took some as well. Yeah. Took one at least that I know of. <laughs> nah, man. I have to go home. I pulled my back. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're right about it. Dude, when you edit this, you better put some sound clips in. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, just keep it as us. <laughs> um, other news. Deadpool b- villain. Deadpool b- villain. Deadpool b- villain. Deadpool villain Ed Screen. Pavilion. I'm assuming I'm saying that correctly. Ed Screen. Yeah, he's apparently in negotiations to join James Cameron's Alita Battle Angel, which is a manga series that they're bringing to the live-action field to be directed by Robert Rodriguez. Okay. So anybody out there who is really into their manga will probably know that series. But not you or me. (laughs) Rasta goes right over our heads. For me, right through my hair. (laughs) Well, basically, that series, uh, it's set in post-apocalyptic future where it focuses on a character, Alita, which is a cyborg who's lost all its memories. So, <laughs> basically, her discovering that um, she's she's cyborg and she's trying to remember her memories and she beats the shit out of people a lot. So, there's a summary for you. Now, you don't even need to watch it. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, a lot of you would have seen, here's some news that we've already put up on our Facebook page. The Lethal Weapon TV series is on its way, uh, starring actor uh, Clayne Crawford, and the actor probably a lot more people will recognise is Damon Waynes from White Chicks, from Scary Movie. From Lou Man. Lou Man. Lou Man. <laughs> if you know him from Little Man. Lou Man. Lou Man, you should probably hang yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And other news, Power Rangers movie posters have been released. Oh, that was, yeah, that was today, yesterday, I don't know when. Yeah. The other way. I think I saw it today, but could have come out earlier. Who knows? We're waiting for Pete and I was checking them out. <laughs> so, yeah. Like I said on the Facebook page, uh, when I was a kid, I was really into Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles, and that's what got me into martial arts. My God, if this movie kills it for me, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> well, how do you feel about Ninja Turtle movies? Not great. I, I watched the first. Apparently, the second one's okay. But I, I, I haven't seen the second one. The first one was not really okay. Oh, the robot shredder was retarded. Yeah, that was the end. Of that. Pretty gay. Moving into our next segment. <laughs> Always attack the destroyer and get our assault teams aboard that Death Star. Target lock acquired. Cool, so this week, Ian, 
I'm going to do video game reviews because it's now getting to the end of the year where video games just come out and come out and come out and come out. And what? And come out. Okay. And come out. And come out. And and core mount. So, yeah, essentially we want to start doing some game reviews of games that we like or that catch our eye. So we might skip Call of Duty, but we're going to stick with Gears of War. We've got Forza Horizon, which will be next week, which we're going to give our impressions and thoughts of that. But this week for me, uh, Ian doesn't have the game anymore. He used to, but he hated it. Yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm still going. Uh, is the Star Wars Battlefront Death Star DLC came out on Wednesday of this week. So I've been playing that with uh, a couple of my mates. And I'm. it's great. My only gripe with it is this should have been in the original game that was released last November. Yes, well, there's a lot of things that that game's brought out that should have been released when the original game came out. Because when the game came out, it didn't have much. It didn't have much, and it was full price game. Yeah, and it shouldn't have been. Well, this Death Star DLC essentially it gives you three separate modes. It gives you a blast mode, which is just your team deathmatch. Uh, it gives you your fighter squadron, which is the the dogfight mode, uh, and it gives you a new mode called Battle Station. And Battle Station can only be played in the Death Star DLC. It's essentially, you destroy a Star Destroyer, if you destroy the Star Destroyer, you rescue R2-D2 on the Death Star, because he's on the Death Star by himself. Poor little R2. You get to play as him though, if you go, if like, because he's like a capture the flag thing, and if you capture R2, you play as R2, and you can actually fight back. That's pretty cool. So it's not At bad. the same time, that game mode that you just described sounds extremely overly complicated. Destroy Death, Star Destroyer. And then players R two as well. It sounds like they've just merged two different game modes. They've merged three. There's three. The last one is the trench run. So trench run is essentially waypoint racing with fighter squadron. So three. How long does each game go for then? If it's got three sections. If if you're playing as Imperials, you just have to win one section and you've won the game. So Imperials have to defend the Star Destroyer, and if you defend and the Star Destroyer survives after ten minutes, you've won the game. Rebels, you have to destroy the Star Destroyer, rescue R2, blow up the Death Star. Imperials, you just have to stop one, and then you win. So it's very defensive for Imperials, very attacking for Rebels. Sort of a reverse of Walker Assault. Mm. So, it's quite good. The Death Star run is pretty tricky. I raged quit pretty hard last night. But you get uh, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader in their ships as vehicles, which is pretty cool. Luke is overpowered as fuck. And you get Chewbacca and Bosca's characters. Yeah. Well, one of the things I will say is that is positive about this game. And I don't have many to say that are positive about this game. No. Is that it looks really pretty. It is almost exactly like you would want a Star Wars game to look. It's a shame it doesn't play like it, but definitely looks the part. And from the footage I've seen of this new expansion, Chewbacca looks sick. He's like really sick. And the trench runs look awesome. The trench run's really cool, but it's also really annoying at the same time, because, like, it's a waypoint thing, so you have to go through the waypoints, and then you have to, like, leave the trench, and then go back into the trench, and then if you leave the trench, every other enemy player can see you've left. Yeah, sounds like Star Fox. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like Star Fox, yeah. But going, circles. going first person, and having, like, the, 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 the rattling noise of the cockpit, and then, like, weaving out of the way of the trench run, so cool. I imagine it'd be That's... really hard in first person. Oh, yeah. Especially because apparently you can do the trench run. I did it last night. You can do the trench run in an A-Wing. And you remember how fast they went. Yeah. So you're like, oh god! <laughs> when you're in first person because you're dodging everything. Fuck that. It was great. And that's possible to do? 
Yeah, I did it. With 2% health and a boost on at the straight. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty good. And then I went to bed. <laughs> and then I just... I saved the galaxy and went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it for my sort of opinion game review. Next week we will look at Forza Horizon, which I'm making Ian buy. It's going to be a bit of fun. So, before we wrap up the segment, mm. how much is this expansion? If you were to buy it not as a package. If you buy it not as a package... Believe it's twenty five to thirty dollars, and it's yeah. in available in two weeks' time. If you have the season pass, it is available now, which is seventy to eighty dollars. There are deals going on at the moment where you can buy the game and the season pass together on the on the online source for PlayStation and Xbox for about ninety bucks. And so, would you say it's worth it? Season pass, yes. Buying it separately, Mm, yeah, twenty five, thirty five, whatever. Yeah. yeah, buying it separately, no. With a season pass, yes, because season pass you get Bespin, you get uh, Jabba's Palace, and then you have uh, Rogue One DLC in December. Ooh, ooh, ooh! Just in time for the movie. Yeah, but so yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm still playing it. Um, I'm loving it. The new costumes are great because every DLC gets you new costumes. You can play as Imperial officers and look like Grand Moff Tarkin. Great. Yes. Uh, okay, so going on to our next segment. One of our one of our uh, fans. Yeah, we'll call him fans. <laughs> we'll just call sure. it. We'll just call it Ian's mum and dad. <laughs> uh, suggested you know you guys should do a segment of what meatloaf won't do for love. So so we're gonna so we're about good. to go into a new segment that's called what meatloaf won't do for love. <laughs> <laughs> and I would do anything for. But I won't do that. So, a new segment. A new segment that probably will never happen again. But if it does, we'll be there for it. We'll be there for you. We'll be there. <laughs> so, Ian, do you want to rock off to see who goes first in relation to what Meatloaf won't do for love? I fucking want to. I want to win. You want to, you, you, I feel like you just want to win a rock off. I just want to. You want to go first? Yeah. You can go first. No, no, we can we can. Rock you can go off. first. Just okay. go first. <laughs> I'm a nice guy like that. And I would do anything for love, but I won't. Won't open mouth kiss Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, who the <laughs> fuck would? <laughs> Mind bleach. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, meatloaf won't do that. You are welcome. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. All right, go on. Are you ready? Yes. Tit for tat time, motherfucker. <laughs> Tit for tats. There you go. And I would do anything for love, but I won't. Do butt stuff. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Butt stuff. But you won't do butt stuff. Really? Yeah. Is that what, like, one thing is like, I have to have the lights pointing at me on 94% of the time, but I won't do butt stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will let you lick this off my nipple, but no butt stuff. If I get even one pinky towards my sphincter. <laughs> Apparently he can hear a strap on from a mile away. <laughs> next time we go to town, we should go a strap on. <laughs> but will you do this? <laughs> Alright, so I've got one for you. Yeah. And I would do anything for love, but I won't. Won't feed got John Goodman. He needs the food. He's starving. Remember to keep your palms flat. <laughs> oh, God. This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. 
that's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The love is there. Yes. <laughs> Just remember, don't feed him after midnight. Don't feed him after midnight. <laughs> don't get him wet. Ooh. And he doesn't like sunlight. That does no, neither of them would surprise me. That's why he wears sunnies in, um, in Big Lebowski because he hates sunlight. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Yes. Dits for tats. Dits for tats. And I would do anything for love, but I won't do fairies. You know what fairies is? <laughs> no, uh, fairies no, is where... furbies. No, yeah. no what's a fairy? Fairies are people who dress up as animals and. Oh yeah, I know fairies. Yeah, yeah. For sexual pleasure. Yeah, but if the girl dresses a a kitty cat, I think you need to look at what these fairies actually dress like. <laughs> Your parents' computers right in front of each other. Yeah. <laughs> should I Google? I probably should. Cats gone wild. Get it? Like, girls go, no, forget it. Wasted wow. on you. My, my talented humour is wasted on you. And I would do anything for love, but I won't. Act in an Adam Sandler movie. Nobody <laughs> ever, ever would. <laughs> Actually, no, mate, I probably would. I, I don't think he's been in an Adam Sandler film. He has been in films. Uh... Meat. Oh, loaf. He might have been. <laughs> I think he might find that he was in Little Nicky. What was he? Oh, possible. Bad at hell. Oh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think I'm safe. <laughs> I mean, you got to be pretty low to to act in an Adam Sandler movie. I. That's like the neck level of low. That's sort of like in um, in Family Go. It's like, if you don't sing, they put you in a Christmas film with Tim Allen. That's what they do for the rest of the year. They put you in an Adam Sandler <laughs> They put you in an Adam Sandler movie, post-Jack and Jill. <sighs> that had a 3.2 on IMDb. Yeah, there's probably a reason for that. I felt like putting that on while I was doing the laundry. Couldn't even Jack to Jill. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, alright, cool. He's not... I can't see anything right. coming up, so I'm saying... You get off lucky this time. Alright, go on. Your turn. Stop flexing your fucking muscles. And I would do anything for love, but I won't... But I won't sign a prenup. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I reckon you'd sign a prenup. That motherfucker be tight ass. Thank God we have a computer now. We don't need to Google everything. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Well, he's worth a lot of money. I don't foresee him signing a prenup. A lot of people would hate to sign a prenup. Him and Kanye would just get along yeah. quite well. I wouldn't sign a prenup. Fuck it. I'm my own boss. You can't tell me what to do. Well, hang on. Is, if you sign a prenup, that means if you get divorced, none of your shit gets... Yeah. Yeah. So you reckon he yeah. would or he wouldn't sign a prenup? I don't reckon he would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll go on for you. Yeah. And I would do anything for love, but I won't. But he wouldn't bring a salad to an Australia Day barbecue. Is this because Meat- he's meatloaf? Yeah. Wow. Meatloaf to bring a salad. Oh, God. I mean, uh, you know what? If you've got a photo, we're not going to look for it. We'll let you look for it, Shakiness. That's right. I'm sticking with that name. Um, if you can find us a photo of meatloaf eating a salad, prove me wrong. Judging by the size of him, that hasn't happened in a few years. <laughs> Steak or chips, he just looks at you. <laughs> Meat? Alright, you ready? And I would do anything for love, but I won't. But I won't do another AFL grand final. 
I don't. I didn't even see it. Like people said, it was awful. What was? Um. There's. Yeah. You don't want to see that. What happened? He happened. This horribleness. Apparently, he came out, and people thought he was drunk. I don't know if he actually was drunk or not, but he I want to look at this because I've. I've. Who was the one that before bad. him as well? Because wasn't the person before Meatloaf like the year before really good? Uh, Probably fucking hunters and collectors or something. Isn't it always? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't watch the AFL Grand Final. I remember one year, though, it was a really good Grand Final. It was when Hawthorne beat Sydney. And right after that, right after the Grand Final, Man with the Golden Gun was on. That was great. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Because everyone was outside drinking, and I was sitting inside watching Man with the Golden Gun. <laughs> Much better than AFL. How does Scalamanga have a third nipple? How does he get away with it? Why is Nick Knack in a suitcase hanging off the side of a... These questions and more. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ready for my last one? This is all my right. novel one. Let young Jack Black play rock and roll music in his house, forcing Jack Black to run away to LA, meet Cole Gaff, and make Tenacious D. Wow. Boom! <laughs> Somebody clearly likes Rock and roll is the devil's work. He wants you to rebel. Rock and roll is the devil. <laughs> That's the only thing you can think of. <laughs> That's uh, Wow. Yeah. Your breath is ten times better than you. Jesus loves him more. <laughs> so good. I haven't seen that in so long. It's pretty good. It's on Netflix. Maybe I should rewatch it. Dave Grohl's the devil. Just for meatloaf. Just, just to start. Well, we just did a whole segment on meatloaf, so why not? Why not let him, you know, bask in that glory of that five seconds of fame? Nah, he had a few years of fame, let's be honest. Yeah. And then he got fat. Him and Barry White should make an album together. I'm worried that they can't cater for that kind of a meat. (laughs) 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 You'll have to stop eating so we can record you singing. (laughs) Catering by John Goodman. Alright, last one off the Alright. Do an ad for meatloaf. <laughs> Don't really do an ad for meatloaf. No. I reckon you've got to be pretty low to be Meatloaf and do an ad for Meatloaf. But you could be like Rolling Stones and do an ad for Ford. That's pretty low. And on that bombshell... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you didn't know that, did you? And on that bombshell... I won. There's no winner in this. Meatloaf lost. <laughs> we killed him. He's buried. He took two graves, but he's buried. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, if there's another song that you think we could have a bit of fun with, whether it be... Uh... Tina Turner, uh, what's love got to do with it? We'll tell you what, what does love yeah, have to do with it. Maybe that's next week's theme. <laughs> Tweet love... us in if you have any suggestions. Yeah, what love has to do with it? Maybe. Yeah, if maybe. you've got a better song. Yeah. Maybe the Nutball Shitty Little. Tweet your suggestions. Maybe Golden Eye. <laughs> They're all Tina Turner songs. <laughs> <laughs> to say it in Tina Turner. Next week, Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> Tina Turner. Oh. Oh, fun stuff. Alright, so now we're going to move into our next segment, which will be actually in theme with this week and that is meatloaf (laughs) (laughs) that's our theme yeah better sequels 
Yes. Or movies, best sequels. Movies that uh, had a decent original film, but the sequel just kicked the shit out of it. Some examples. Blow it be, out of the water. Yeah, some examples might be Jaws. Um, no. Might be Jurassic Park. No. <laughs> <laughs> might be Predator. Even worse. <laughs> Predator 2, starring an old man. Oh, they really just needed Michael, not Michael, Mel Gibson, Predator 2, just to make a lethal Predator. Lethal Predator. Predator weapon. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's move on to our next segment, which will be... Our top ten sequels. of sequels which are better than the original. You're So, Ian. Yes, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> Last week we had shit sequels. Give me some examples of shit sequels. That we had quite a few shit sequels. Yes, we did. We did. Can't so, remember what we had to do. <laughs> <laughs> I have had two drinks. Star Wars Episode 1. Yes, Star Wars Episode 1, Alien Indiana three. Jones 4. Yes. but King, the- Kingdom of the Kingdom Skull. Kingdom of the Kingdom. Kingdom of the Kingdom Skull. <laughs> so this week we thought we'd uh, we'd go through at least our opinions as well as some of our listeners' opinions in relation to what are some some movies that had a decent first innings but the second innings were a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Great so terms. these are our opinions to clarify, and the ranking that we've come up with as a top ten isn't based on the actual quality of the movie, but based on the fact. That of how much it is better than the movie that came before it. Yes. So, kicking off with that, Ingen, would you like to take number 10? Number 10. Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. Now, this is a questionable one for a lot of our... Listeners, friends, yeah. families, lovers. Because a lot of people love the first movie so much that they would argue three isn't better. Okay. But. But. That's why it's ten on our list because we felt that it is arguably better than the first one. But I prefer number two. But, yes. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It's got short red. The kid from Goonies. We watched Goonies for the first time. You did. It's great, wasn't it? The reason why Last Crusade... <laughs> why would we argue that Last Crusade might be better than the original? It's got the same things the original has in relation to travel, Nazis, action adventure. Yeah. Jacques start the plane. <laughs> start the boat. Yeah, it has a lot of recurring characters from the first movie, which had this great feeling yeah. of we're back here again after number two where it kind of just settled in one place and didn't have so many characters they come back. Japan to... Japan? Yeah. No. Fuck. Hon- where was he at the start of number two? Hong Kong or something, wasn't he? Somewhere. And no, it wasn't Hong Kong. And then he went to India. Malaysia. I think it was Shanghai. Oh, yeah. Club Obi-Wan. That's all I remember. Really? Yeah, it was actually called Club Obi-Wan. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um... <laughs> and it had uh, everything essentially, yeah, from the first one. But it had Sean Connery. Yeah, and he Sean took, Connery gets a bonus point. He took out a fighter plane with an umbrella and go. Chuk, 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 chuk. <laughs> I find if it's it's in tenth place. I find if you're having a little trouble, just have a sit down at the bottom. Salute itself. 
and yeah. he falls down the stairs. Because Sean Connery instantly makes something tenth on the list. We're not getting in the boat. Throws <laughs> <laughs> his bags into the boat. Yes, yes. Makes number ten on our list. Sorry, I just did my best to quote as many Sean Connery things. I can so tell. <laughs> but then we have number nine. You want me to introduce Yeah, because yeah, no, no. I've never seen this. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, number nine on our list. Uh, I find it on par with its competitor, but same thing. Friday the 13th, part two. That's cool. the second part, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, <laughs> do you know who the, the, the killer-y killer is? Like the I believe murderer? it is him. Jason for Hawkeys. Yes. Whereas uh, I believe the first one was actually his, his mother. mother. Uh, ah, Jason. pop quiz! Ooh, I'm not going to put seen... that in the quiz. Yeah, no. Because that one's pretty obvious because anyone who's seen the movie Scream will know that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, essentially uh, Jason drowns in the lake. His mum realises that the life, the, the, the counsellors at this Camp Crystal Lake weren't watching him and he drowned, so she kills them. Uh, essentially, part two is where Jason, Jason's mother dies. Jason comes back from the dead, and he's this unstoppable force, and so on. But his competitor, if you will, uh, and my personal favourite as well, is the Nightmare on Elm Street. Number three is a hell of a lot better than number one, which is where they realise they can fight Freddy in his dreams because people have dream superpowers in their dreams. Do they? It's kind of cool. I would love to see an Inception and Freddy Krueger crossover and not South Park, but like an actual crossover. Yeah, sure. Have you heard of uh, Rick and Morty? Oh, that's something else. Yeah, not South Park. <laughs> as soon as you said South Park, I'm like, I've got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that comes in at number nine on uh, on our list. Essentially, the first one's pretty good, but then the second one introduces the, the saga character. And for the third one, I introduced some really fucking cool ideas for Nightmare on Elm Street. That didn't suck balls. I'll have to take your word on that one. You will. <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Moving on to number eight. Number eight. Go on. Coming in at number eight is Harry Potter three. Prisoner of Azkaban. Also known as when Hermione fills out... And bloody hell! (laughs) (laughs) The episode where Hermione punched someone in the face. Yeah, she punches Draco in the face. Yeah. Mm. And they've got the time turner. Yeah. Um, A lot of people... I don't know why, but this movie tends to have probably the biggest following out of all the movies, which I find strange because me personally... It kind of feels like it drags on. Yeah. Mm. Number four. Number four. Number four or the last film are standouts to me as great films. But a lot of people are, like... You know a what I think it is for number three, what people like? What was your favourite days at school? Casual clothes day. <laughs> yeah. They're not wearing uniforms anymore. Yeah, because they suddenly go casual. Yeah. Um, I think... I think it's also the fact that it has this time element to it and for whatever reason, it, it just... Movies either hit or miss with time-twisting machines. Just like Back to the Future. Mm. I mean, Back to the Future could have gone horribly as a movie. No, but they had a DeLorean and that seemed to work out for them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But there are plenty of movies that try to do 
future and time twisting kind of story devices and they have flunked harder than you did in school wow you know what would have been better to call is me at sport in school that would have been a hell of a lot better it's on my list i've got a list of Things you can use to insult Alex Dutram. Yeah, we're, we're both looking at the wall for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually looking like, where's this list? <laughs> Alright, cool. So then we will move on away from number eight and on to number seven. This is a movie I have not seen. Ian has seen it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's also been mentioned by uh, by one of our fellow listener podcasts, Spike the Puns, uh, and it is Godfather Part 2. Yes, the second part. Yes. <laughs> so I think it's pretty widely accepted by the Godfather fanatics that Part 2 is better than Part 1. Mm. Part 1... Hugely successful. Even if you look at IMDb's top movies, I believe both of them are actually in there, but part two, for whatever reason, has so much stronger of a cult following. I think it's that it took all the elements of part one mm. and really ran with it and made the characters even more eccentric. At that point in time, mobster stuff wasn't as huge and as widely done as it is now. You didn't have all those other movies that we now know, like The Untouchables and Lawless. Lawless is that the one with Tom Hardy? I don't know. I'm just thinking <laughs> Gangster Squad. Gangster Squad, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Casino, is it? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Gangster there's a lot Boy. of there's a lot of mafia movies out there now, and at that point in time, that wasn't quite as prevalent, so. Number one kind of introduced us to that, and then number two just made it even more eccentric and also had arguably just as good, if not better, actors featuring in it. Mm. Mm. For that reason, numero seven on our list. What? You don't speak Spanish. We've gone over this. No, we're going to keep going Spanish. Do <laughs> you want to go on to number six? Yeah, you can. Yeah, all right, all right fine then. Uh, <laughs> number six... It is a brilliant sequel. It is when the series became what it is today. Uh, that is James Bond. Goldfinger. He's the man. The man with my best touch. Goldfinger. 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 Shocking. Shocking. No. Is it shocking? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he throws a toaster in the bathtub. That's yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Goldfinger. Goldfinger improved on what Doctor No had with its espionage. Oh, hugely. It improved on what uh, the... Fuck, what's the second one called? From Russia With Love? I oh, know. Uh, it improved on what From Russia With Love had with its action, especially with the end and the helicopter chase scene and the boats following him with the explosives and stuff. And it just amped it by giving yeah. Bond his signature Aston Martin DB5 with real working gadgets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This movie shot James Bond up into the next level of atmosphere. Little thing though. How many how many gadgets can you name on a DB five? Ejector sheet. One. You've got to be joking. Yeah. Um the liquid um slip. Yep. 
the this is a good question bulletproof shield yeah bulletproof shield that he has at the back I think he has a smoke one as well doesn't he uh, doesn't he have a smoke distraction thing that comes out the back as well no. he has the guns at the front guns at the front does that introduce yeah because the lights and the yeah. Out. yeah hmm he's got the GPS tracker in his foot that he oh, can right. magnetically and then it yeah, follows the up shoe, on his dash yeah the shoe GPS yeah which was GPS <clears throat> didn't exist at the time so that's why that map doesn't look real at all yeah, because it was like the one in his shoe was a distress for him, but then he had the bigger one that looked like a cart of cigarettes sort of things that was magnetic, yeah. and it went inside Goldfinger's car. He also had the license plates that flipped. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Forgot about that. So it would depend on what country he was going into throughout Europe. That was cool. And they used that in like that Jason Statham film, The Transporter. Yeah, I think a lot of people have ripped that, the uh, number plate trick off in a lot of films. Yeah, it was the first film that had action... A lot of action. Gadgets. And the Bond woman's name was Pussy Galore. Did you know that Mythbusters also did a test on that number plate car trick? Oh, really? Yeah. And they made a real working one, and it worked. It could flip quick enough so that the camera, a speed camera, would be only be able to pick it up once it had been changed. It would change in, in enough time that it could be picked up. I think we should look into this. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> So that's number six, and then we have, of course, following six, we have five. The Lord of the Rings 2. Which was? The Two Towers. The Two Towers. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but we've also lumped this together with the second Hobbit film, The Desolation of Smile. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, yeah. yes, yes it is. Uh, second guessing myself now. It seems to be with both of those both of those films that the second one's the best, the first one's a bit of a, bit of a snooze. Yeah, the first one tends to be setting everything up for this journey, the second one... Especially with The Hobbit, because there's no, like, pre-story, pretense sort of Yeah, thing. exactly. It's very much, I'm going on an adventure, and that's... And the only thing that anyone ever took from that movie was that line. Oh, you had the, the, the riddles in the dark, but... Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. But that was something that people already really knew about and was mm. big on. But the, the one thing that, at least I loved, was when we saw Smaug for the first time, and, like... Bilbo's trying to hide from him inside Erebor and it's like his tail's on one side or it's like his legs on one side and his head's on the other and then yeah. he just extends out. And what made it even better? Benedict Cucumber, Cucumber Patch. <laughs> it did. It was really, really cool. How they made him like... It really worked. The voice matching It was him. very... I can't imagine how hard it would have been to get voice acting. A dragon that can speak. They mo-capped his face as well. It's crazy, yeah. I've seen the footage of him actually doing his crazy faces and everything. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I really, really enjoy that. And then of course with Lord of the Rings we had the great battle at Helm's Deep. Which was the uh, the overnight battle with the Oryx. And And the Tree Peoples. What were the Tree Peoples called? Yep, Tree Peoples. That's a question for our quiz. You know, I'll just Google it. (laughs) Like Blackbird. (laughs) So yeah, you had... The Battle of Helm's Deep, you had the Ents. The, the Ents, that's it. Um, there was no other real big battle. Oh, yeah, Frodo and Sam were walking. Um, <laughs> Merry and Pippin walking. Um, a lot of people are walking. But, yeah, 
That's number five. Out of those two, which do you prefer? Hobbit or Lord of the Rings? I'm going to go with Hobbit, actually, surprisingly mm. enough. Mm. We won't talk about Hobbit 3. That should have been on our list last week. <laughs> you was it that bad? You know how like, I never the end of the Hobbit it. 2 is like, Smell goes to the town to set fire to it, and Gandalf is in a cage because Sauron's mm. mystical energy's got him. Within the first five minutes of the third film, those issues are both resolved and pretty mediocrely. Yeah, you'd expect something like that to go for half an hour to an hour or so, like to draw it out somehow, yeah. and it's over within the first. It's over before the actual opening credits. God. Yeah, I was I was expecting some awesome spectacle, and it's like burr, burr, dragon's dead, burr, burr. Gandalf's gone. That's, That's sad. Yes. Anyway, so going on from Lord of the Rings to the Hobbit, we have number four in. Coming in at number four, Spider-Man 2. We're talking the Tobey Maguire series here. Oh, uh, we're not talking Electro? No, we're not talking Electro. We're not talking um, the actor who plays Green Goblin? No. And we're talking yeah. Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 2, with Dr. Octopus. That was actually a really well-done villain. Awesomely well-done villain. Except some of the CG in that was pretty shit. Now it's shit. At the time, it was really good. The, what was he trying to make? A react, uh, reactor or something that was self-sufficient energy? Yeah, something like that. Something about self-sufficient. The power of the sun in the palm of my hand. That was his line. But I remember watching that as a kid, the scene where... The medical operation Yeah, scene. where he first gets like knocked out and the chip explodes and he's in the hospital and the doctors are trying to remove the, the octopus robotic arms from his spinal column. Mmm... As a kid, hugely mentally scarring. And there's that... Watching doctors get dragged along the floor, a female doctor gets pulled along She's the floor. Screaming, and her nails dig into the metal floor. What was it? There was the dude who uh, who gets pinned against the wall and he grabs a saw and it does the iconic shot of like the saw in the air like while it's on, like yeah. a horror shot. And he's trying to cut it and then another claw like looks at it and sees yeah. that he's cutting it and just goes straight for his face. As a kid, it was pretty full on. Pretty brutal. And then, he's, yeah, it was. It's a good film. It's a good film. It's a good film. A whole bunch better than the first one. The first one wasn't great. The only reason it got recognized so well is because it was Spider-Man. Because it was Spider-Man. William Defoe. And there hadn't been a Spider-Man movie before. Impressive. <laughs> Impressive. All right, William Defoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man Two was pretty good. It had the whole issue as well with Spider-Man. He had that sort of that moral conflict of yeah. I don't know if I want to be Spider-Man or Tobey Maguire. Yeah, and the other thing that a lot of people forget that was <laughs> he wants to be Tobey Maguire. Yeah, nobody wants to be Tobey Maguire. Even Tobey Maguire doesn't want to be Tobey Maguire. Not even Great Gatsby want to be Tobey Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the other thing that people, a lot of people, forget about, which was a big part in this film mm-hmm. and led into the third film, was the whole aspect of uh, James Franco's character. Oh, because um, it was all set up for him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all set up. He paid Dr. Octopus to bring Spider-Man in so that he could find his father's killer. Mm. And that's when he finds out that it's Peter Parker. Yeah, and then they dealt with it in an interesting way. For yeah, then it kind of went in a then it kind of terrible way in the um, third film. Catman do and a snowboard. Yeah. A flying snowboard. 
it really set it up perfectly for a third film, and then the third film fucked it up royally. Except for Sandman, he was alright. Sandman Sandman was pretty cool. cool. So, but no, we're not talking about good things about shit movies week. Maybe that's an idea for another time. Good yeah. things about shit movies. But we're going to go from... What am I up to? Number four to number three. You can read. Yeah, I've got, I've got my glasses on. Um... Which is a lot of a lot of people's favourites. A lot of people's favourites. The Dark Knight sequel from the Batman Begins. The Nolan <clears> trilogy. Your mate. Also known as the Dark Knight trilogy. It is known as the Dark Knight trilogy, yes. So, see, uh, give us a little breakdown for the zero people who haven't seen the Dark Knight. But if you haven't seen if you the haven't Dark seen Knight, the Dark Knight, there's something wrong with you. I'm sorry, I have to say it. Okay. Something is wrong with you. But give it a breakdown. <laughs> So what's yeah? So Batman's been doing his gig for about a year. Yeah, yeah, and he's kind of like at his prime at this stage. You get mm. that feeling that he's a badass, and um, a big villain comes to town. Two Face. A, a big <laughs> villain comes to town. The Joker. Everybody knows the Joker, played by Heath Ledger. His final full role before he passed away. Yeah, rest in pieces. <laughs> wow, pieces, pieces. Okay. Uh, look, I I did like the film. Don't get me wrong, but my favorite part of the film was the Two Face. I really liked Two Face. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best bit of the film, but yeah, sure, you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> Everyone knows that Heath Ledger is a joke. Any scene in that was the best part of the film. I still like live action. I still prefer Jack Nicholson. God, you're such a had the hand buzzer. You're such an idiot. You can't say the scene where he blows up the hospital and he's pushing the button that doesn't work wasn't awesome. I saw it with you, and I know you laughed, motherfucker. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> we saw that on my on my uh, fuck. I think that was my sixteenth birthday. Yeah, yeah, it probably would have been. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. So many. We quote- old. <laughs> yeah, we old as fuck. So many quotable lines from that film now as well. We have a friend of ours who who's actually been recently doing our new graphics. Who does a pretty good impersonation of the Joker from Yeah, he does. So. My dogs are hungry. That's right, we used to quote that. Yeah. Oh, so many good quotes. And they're wearing hockey pants. Yeah, that too. Oh. Uh, uh. Such a good movie. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so yeah, so that's number three. But then we move on to number two, which is another superhero film. X-Men 2. Wolverine Origins. Lol <laughs> <laughs> jokes. No, X-Men 2. The good one. So, coming off the back no, of the no, very no, no, first... Technically Wolverine Origins. No, no, no. Meaning, like, the story of X-Men 2. X-Men 2. The good one. <laughs> so, coming off the back of the very first and only, at that point in time, X-Men, X-Men movie. Yeah. Uh, X-Men 2 was released, which... Coming off the amount of publicity and fame that Wolverine had, decided to focus almost entirely, really, on 
Wolverine's backstory, which was his creation or implementation in a sense. Is, is the with, Weapon X program. Yeah, with William Stryker. Yeah. And it introduced William Stryker uh, in quite an interesting way. And it was all a very realistic kind of way as well that he kind of feared and hated mutants because of what they were and what his son had yeah was what they can do yeah but the the way they the, the way they portray the film was i think it was for memory william striker's got like that um like i don't i can't remember the actual name of it but that drug thing he puts on the people at the back of their necks and he can control yeah, can, them and he does it to nightcrawler and he sends them into the president into the white house and he yeah. attacks the president that <clears> really <throat> cool opening scene where it's just poof, poof, Throughout the whole White House, so cool. Really I remember watching cool. that as a kid, and I was like, "Wow, that's so cool!" Or oh, the guest house, the house. That was really cool because he was like teleporting and saying it at the same time, so his voice was bouncing off all the walls. It was so cool. Uh, it got a seven point five on IMDb and eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and off box office got made four hundred and seven million. And the reason why I think this film did so well mm-hmm. is because it had these. Basically two, what you would associate as two totally separate elements. And the first element, what I already spoke about, is it's Wolverine's backstory with William Stryker. And the second one is the actual story that it goes into with William Stryker's attempt to wipe out mutants and his attack on the X-Men. And it somehow seamlessly blends these two seemingly completely separate stories into one amazing movie. And I think that's why it works so well. It created this amazing antagonist, which at the time, after you'd only seen the first movie, you would assume the only antagonist there could Magneto. be is Magneto. Yeah, because they, they said nothing flipped, with, yeah. with uh, the first... It, it yeah. flipped it on its head. For, for people who knew nothing about X-Men and possibility of other villains or anything about Magneto, you just assume Magneto's a villain. And Magneto acts... He almost acts as a good this guy, is, this bad This is where guy. you see Magneto, because he's one of those characters who... He's a bad guy, but he for the does, good reasons. Yeah, he does not for good reasons. So, in the first X-Men <laughs> film, it's like, he's a bad reason. guy. Yeah. Magneto's bad. And in this, it's like, actually, no, if I was a mutant, I would be tempted to join the Brotherhood. Yeah, and it's it's where we start to see these really complex, fleshed-out characters. And you Jean Grey. And it's really, yeah. <laughs> Who dies at the end of that film? Yeah, that's dies, right, because the, the, the blackbird doesn't work, so she lifts it up and yeah. pushes back water or something. Yeah. Really, that film had freaking everything in it. Mm. And it was really the the amazing storytelling of X-Men 2 that allowed the X-Men franchise to really flourish now. We had some pretty good scenes in it. We had the Lady Deathstrike. Remember Lady Deathstrike Wolverine fight? The Is that who, yeah, the, the fingers. The fingers, yeah. Oh, that was I remember cool. when that movie was coming out, that was highly publicised. That, that, that and it was like Wolverine was like on top. Like she was under Wolverine while she was on like a... <coughs> like a a bed frame sort of thing and she was like stabbing him through his chest yeah. and just the water driplets under him and she just he fills him with adamantium and he would go gunk yeah the ground. that was pretty cool that was very cool so we got some honourable mentions as well as some suggestions so we had Anthony from my gym uh, suggested Dragon Ball Z to the original Dragon Ball series so it's a TV series definitely and Dragon Ball Z had nine seasons Brilliant. Dragon Ball Z, ten times better than Dragon Ball. Yeah. Dragon Ball is cool because it is Goku growing up, landing on Earth, growing up. I don't think I've heard basically anyone ever say that Dragon Ball is better than Dragon Ball Z, though. Yeah. 
Uh, Dragon Ball Z focuses on... It tried to do the same thing as Go, Dragon Ball and focus on Gohan, and then it was like, Goku. Yeah. Thor, Goku is the strongest person on the earth. And now they're bringing out Dragon Ball... They had Dragon Ball GT. Wasn't that great. So they've cancelled it off and they're doing Dragon Ball Super at the moment, which is a continuation of it. Because uh, they had the recent Battle of the Gods and the Return of Freezer movies that did really, really well. Yes, they <clears> did. Uh, we have Terminator 2... Suggested by Spike the Puns podcast. I'm torn on that because I prefer Terminator 1. See, I think Terminator 2 is amazingly, amazingly better than number 1. But definitely a freaking fantastic film. I would be very tempted to put it on our list as well. In fact, I'd probably... There are a couple on our list that I would have thrown out for Terminator 2. But I didn't. But too bad. Because Dutrum's... <clears throat> yeah, I, I like the idea of a, a word that I've been told I use too much. Yes, <laughs> a country road bag. Yeah, uh, yes. Um, I prefer the the man versus machine rather than machine versus machine. That and the kid who played. You John can't Connor. tell me a liquid robot isn't cool. Way cool than number one in every way. Nah. CG is bumped up tenfold and it's liquid. Liquid, liquid hot magma. Yeah. <laughs> still looks good today. Uh, have you watched it recently? I have. The liquid still looks cool. I still prefer the first one. It was pretty brutal. Yeah, well, you're on a bit. Go on. Uh, <laughs> fine. Uh, Honourable mention as well is Frasier from Cheers. A lot of people prefer Frasier yeah. and Cheers. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, look, Cheers has a huge following as well, though, so it's hard to... Hard for us to put that on the list. Now, I haven't seen it, and I don't know if you have. Uh, Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan apparently is pretty good compared to the first Star Trek film. Yeah, apparently it's amazing. Um, and again, I haven't cut around to seeing it. Mm. Sorry. We saw, we saw Into Darkness. Yeah, that counts. It's basically Wrath of Khan. It's, yeah, it's Khan. <laughs> Which I liked, so... If, uh, if that's anything to go by. Another mention is that we had Winter Soldier from the original Captain America film as well. Um, so the Winter Soldier being better than the first Captain film, hundred percent agree with that. Oh yeah, hundred percent agree with that. Uh, I, yeah, you know how much I love the Winter Soldier as a character. He's he's essentially like a badass version yeah. of Nightwing. The problem that I do have with the, the the Captain America movies after the original one is that they're not they don't feel like Captain America movies because it relies so much upon all the other characters Shield that appear in it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Even Winter Soldier, you rely on. Well, Winter Soldier, S.H.I.E.L.D., and almost the entire way through it, you've also got uh, Black Widow. Yeah, all right, you've got a point there, but essentially, yeah, well, if you could only watch one of them for the rest of your life, Winter Soldier or the first Captain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, though, mind you, Johan Schmidt's Red Skull, uh, Hugo Weaving was pretty cool. Hugo Weaving was cool, was. but the movie itself... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also have, as a mention, Kill Bill Part 2 to Part 1. Which part one I agree is the with. Only, uh, oh, no. Beatrix no. only kills one... No, two of the, two people out of that gang in Part 1. One person at the very start, the prologue, where she kicks the crap out of the woman. Yeah. You know what? I disagree. I think Part one's better than Part 2. You know why? Why? Because she kills 88. <laughs> oh, the crazy 88. Yeah. Was there actually 88 of them? I don't know. It's something they but mind you, she kills only Number two. Number one of the... had just a better. It told a better story, in my opinion. Had better action and had the crazy eighty-eight, and that went for 
That fight went for a while. Yeah, so cool. It had a beheading. Lucy Lou behead some motherfucker. That's right, yeah. Standing on top of the desk, remember? Ah. And it turned into an anime cartoon at one point as well. Yeah. Had a yeah. lot, yeah. Okay. And yeah. for that reason, I think number one's better than number two because I didn't particularly think the ending was that great when she actually got to Bill. I was like, eh. Oh, she used the pie made. Yeah, the... Punch of death. Five. Five finger palm of death. I fucking can't remember what it's called. I don't know. They have a computer next week, but <laughs> effort. Uh, we have Die Hard 3 compared to Die Hard 1. Both very good films. Very good. I couldn't say which one's better. Four. I couldn't. I like both of them. 4.0. <laughs> if you say 4.0, you're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you, you've got your Die Hard 1, which is essentially worst case scenario for a, for a person to be in. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have any shoes on. The so. 3 had such a cool story with Simon Says. and Yeah, so real... And Samuel Jackson, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, I like how Sam Samuel Jackson meets John McClane. Like, I won't go into like watch the film. Yeah, you'll see why we won't go into details about it. Um, but essentially, like he's like, if those people turn around and see you, you're fucking dead. Yeah, and then he gets pulled into it with Simon. So that was cool. And then they jump from the bridge, landing onto a boat. And yeah, it's pretty cool. It was great. It's a great movie. He said, "Don't shoot." <laughs> Uh, and lucky last mention, at least that I can see on my piece of paper here, the movie that strips the, uh, that drives the wedge between me and Ian, Aliens Over Alien. I love Alien. Alien is an amazing piece of cinema. Ridley Scott. Prometheus. <laughs> it's good. Prometheus is a good movie, it's just not really an alien movie. Okay. But... We're not talking about that. You We're can't be about... with the ones you love, love the ones you're with. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see how good Prometheus did. Because I don't think it did well. We're not even talking about Prometheus. We're talking no, about I'm Alien. Talking... Yeah, so yeah. Alien is a great movie. It introduced these characters and this amazing look. And it it was essentially a horror movie. It's got a better score. Yeah. Than you, <laughs> it? Uh, it got 7 out of 10 and 73% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, so, so it got up, it got at C. It got a C as a, as a review. It got a pretty good result. So I'm going to check Alien to Aliens, motherfucker. Go on. Go on your tangent about Alien. Alien itself is a great movie. It's a horror movie in space, essentially. And for that reason, it's great. It's amazing suspense. Jaws in space? Wasn't that what it was referred to as? Possibly. <laughs> I haven't heard of it as that. But really? yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's a horror movie in space. It builds suspense so well. But not only that... You really got no idea what's happening when you see the first Alien movie. You didn't know. You have no idea what a face hugger is. You have no idea what a chest burster is. That's you've what they got, were called chest bursters. Yeah, you've got no idea what's going on, and you're just and going. Only John Hurt knew what was going on. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about Alien. Ian, we're talking about aliens. And have you ever been mistaken for a man? No, have you? The hard thing is the two very, very different movies. One's an action movie and one's a sci-fi horror movie. Yes. So Alien is is based on the Nostromo, a ship with five or six crew on it. Yeah, and it's not an army ship or anything. It's a mining ship. Yeah, a mining ship. Yeah. Uh, So essentially, yeah, it's it's miners against an alien. One alien when Aliens is sort of your military movie. Uh, IMDb gave Alien an 8.5, and he gave Aliens a 8.4. So, 
So very point close. One. Very uh, close. I'm just checking. I feel like this is a huge debate with people. It's a giant wedge that drives people right through the middle. But did you know? It just keeps getting better from there. So you got 8.5, 8.4, 6.4 for Alien 3, and then 6.3 for Alien Resurrection with Winyanya Wanya. <laughs> That's the only way you can say it. <laughs> like you've got a block nice. <laughs> yeah, so aliens over alien. You've got the queen. You do have the queen. You've got the queen and you've got... You've got the different type of aliens. Yeah, I don't really care about that. That wasn't really that good. But you've got the queen and you've got the forklift fight and you get, get away from her, you bitch! Get away from her, you bitch! <laughs> you do have the forklift fight. You've got uh, the, the, the great sound that the fuck, pulse guns, plasma guns... Yeah, well, it wasn't that great of a sound. The, the sound effects for that movie. Really, that movie to me got so much better after everybody else died. <laughs> really? Yeah. When she went back in with her flamethrower and took on the Queen and then they got back onto the ship and the Queen was there and she had to get into the forklift and punch it on. Oh, and awesome. Bishop gets ripped in half. Yeah, awesome from there on out. Yeah, but aliens. Yeah, but alien... Chestburster. You've never seen a chestburster before. You can't let's just say now. You go. You've never seen it before. Something gets burst out of chest. You've never seen going, a queen before. What? You see how big it is. It's just a giant alien. Not just a giant <laughs> alien. No, the queen is cool, but <clears throat> well, there's the alien dog. Ian, have the alien yeah. dog. Oh, I mean, clearly, Alien Three wins. All the all the hybrid fucking thing from the other one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Resurrection wins. Hands down. All right. Game, All right. When you're right, game yeah. over, man. Game when you're, over. When you're right, you <laughs> <laughs> but this is our number one. Of course, you can't have a list of sequels that are better than the originals and not include this film. And that, of course, is The Empire Strikes Back. I'd be very surprised if anybody argued against this one, but go on. But go on. for argument's sake, I will try and make a a fight. Go on. I will argue the original Star Wars is equally good. <laughs> I can't argue that it's. it's equal, I can't. It's, it's I can't argue right. it's better. It's, it's it's good, but it's no Luke losing his hand, finding out his uh, that the bad guy is his dad. <laughs> I am your father. No. It's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. No! No! Um, that Frank Oz is another puppet. And, <laughs> and that Lando Calrissian. Uh, the first Star Wars episode one, though, introduces. Oh, oh episode one. That got a six point five out of ten. Episode one. The first Star. Fucking don't you give me episode yeah. shit. Episode, Star Wars. episode one wins, yeah. So 
The first Star Wars movie introduces Han Solo, though. Chewbacca, R2-D2, C-3PO. Go on. Introduces basically every character that's iconic today. I'm going to give you a character who is like Darth Maul, but better. He only has five lines out of two films, I believe. You're going to say... I am going to say... Emperor Palpatine. No! (laughs) Throw a pen at you. Go on. Boba fucking Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. We get we get the bounty hunters. We get Bosk. We get Boba Fett. You know what? Boba Fett gets a lot more praise than he probably deserves from Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, he doesn't do anything interesting. Read a book. Return of the Jedi, he starts to do things Read and a book. dies. We're not talking about the book. We're talking Extended about the movies. Cannon. No, we're it's talking about the movie. We're not talking about the characters. It's an instant win button. <laughs> uh, so the first Star Wars film got an 8.7 out of 10. Which is, strikes back probably got like nine and a half. For those of you who aren't haven't seen Star Wars, and I know there's one of you at Spark the Punch who has not seen Star Wars. Oh my god. Um, four, five, six, and if you like that, go on to seven. Um, yes. So the first Star Wars film, eight point seven out of ten. Essentially, farm boy getting pulled into a situation. Empire Strikes Back, eight point eight out of ten. Oh, I expected it to be higher actually. One point, just like Alien and Aliens. Wow, tough competition. But. Mind you, the first... No, sorry. The episode 4 Star Wars had uh, the Death Star... The Death... Had the original Death, Death Star, yeah. And Empire Strikes Back has the Battle of Hoth. Drowned robot camels. You could you could argue either way. Episode 6 has great... Sorry. Episode 4. 4. The original Star Wars has some great, great action scenes as well. Uh, when they're in the Millennium Falcon fighting off the TIE Fighters with their... But, my, but, they, but then they, took, they did the same... <laughs> they did the same thing as Indiana Jones. They took that and improved on it. Because they had the... Millennium Falcon was damaged because it couldn't use its hyperdrive and they were forced to flee and hide in an asteroid field. Yeah, the asteroid field part was pretty meh for me. That was I actually. loved it. Especially when C-3PO's in the background like... Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1! Never tell me the odds! That was awesome. Yeah, I didn't really like that much. That was great. And then you had episode episode 6, which got a 8.4 out of 10. So they're all pretty high film. Yeah, they're all actually quite close together. 8.8, 8.7. And then you go down to 6.5, 6.7. Oh, 7.6 for Empire's for Revenge of the Sith. And then 8.2 for episode 8. Best. That is our sequels that are better than the originals. If we have missed any, please feel free to tweet, message. Stop checking your guns. I don't know. I, I was listening. You did do over a thousand. Um, <laughs> wow, we could have put Anchorman 2 on the list. That was pretty good. Mm, no, it's not good enough to be justified as the list. It's not we better than one. We quote it more often. It's not we, better than one. But we quote it more often. You did to me, boy. Zoolander 2. Britain Zoolander 1. Yeah, yeah. that one's, yeah. 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 Juice Bigelow 2. Juice Biggest Lady I've Ever Seen. You love that film. That's so good. It's alright, but have you watched it recently? Don't need to. It's on Netflix. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that has been our top, uh, top list for sequels better than the originals. Uh, we'd like to thank suggestions that came through as well as uh, Ian for doing some work while I couldn't be asked doing anything. Hopefully this Probably podcast is a lot louder for you. Yeah. Um, there's no one in particular that we should or could blame. These things just happen, and it's definitely not anybody's fault. 
<laughs> Fuck you, man. The look of guilt in his eyes is Fuck great. you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> so, yes, big thanks to everybody who's tweeted, Facebooked, contacted us. Contacted. Contacted us, including the other podcasts that we're in contact with. Spike the Puns. Melbourne podcast. If you haven't checked them Who's out, it's pretty puns. funny. Who's also, yeah, also located in Melbourne. So, Melbourne represent! Mm, their Ferris Bueller face-off episode was great, because they're like, what if they got like Ferris Bueller did face-off with them? It was fucking awesome. It's great. Highly suggested. Mm. <laughs> uh, yes, and also a big, big, big shout-out and thank you to Tom Commons, who has been designing all our new pictures and logos. And some possible uh, upcoming things we may be bringing to AMC Convention Melbourne. Yeah, so keep on the lookout for that. But yes, huge thank you to Tom. Yes, we have a new Facebook picture that you're running and a new Twitter picture that I'm currently using. And possible more to come. Yes, possibly more updates to come. Keep an eye out. Keep a weather eye on the horizon. And if if a red moon rises, blood has been spilled during the night. Lord of the Rings number two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that one at all. Yeah, of course you didn't. Ho- oh, fuck, we didn't put the Pirates of the Caribbean film in there. Because it's not better than number one. Dead Man's Chest? It's not better than number one. You don't, <laughs> you don't reckon? No. You, it's good. You it's got... shall know my judgment. It's got the Kraken. But... The Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you liked our podcast, give us a like, give us a... Give us a review, yeah. Give we'd love to know reviews. We've got barely do... any reviews out there, so... We have two. Yes. And the only comments that we've really received so far other than those reviews have been your latest podcast audio was very low and again nobody's fault in particular. (laughs) That's great. Ian won't go near his own surface again. (laughs) (laughs) One candy two caramel. Okay. Uh, Yes. So if you liked us give us a review. Five being awesome. One being of course you didn't like us but let us know what you don't like yeah let us know what you think give us a share if you like us we're eager to get some more listeners on our board and if you've got ideas for shows we're open hit us up yeah we'll kind of listen to you I will you won't yeah um, I mean I'll listen to Dude from Listen to you (laughs) calm down I'm far too important to be dealing with these people it's because you're a team leader (laughs) team leader signing off (laughs) alright guys this has been Shaken Up Nerd episode 8 we will be back, of course, for next week's episode nine. Nearly getting into double digits. Yeah, nearly that. We would be episode ten if we didn't do a zero. I'm scaled. <laughs> so catch you all next week. I've been Ian. I'm Alex Duty Dutram. Catch you on the flip side. See you guys. Bye. <laughs> nice. Are you recording then? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>